Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, friends. It's MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. And for the final time for your 2023 fantasy footy season, welcome to a strategy roundtable. Whether you play Dream Team, AFL Fantasy, or Super Coach, we hope over the next few moments, we hopefully help you in your final round, whether it be a grand final league battle or you're chasing some kind of overall rankings success. You're joined by a couple of the members of the panel. They're going to help you get you through this final nine games of fantasy footy for 2023. Joining me on this episode, as he has not just right throughout this season, but ever since we get began the coaches panel, you know him as Rids. He also is known amongst the community as the hater of hair in the fantasy footy community. Hello, my friend. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. I had a haircut. Hey, <laughs> look at you getting around. He's also Can we give it away his secret identity. No, oh, no, 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 no. We don't do that. We all go by fake aliases, mate. No, he's corns. Uh, he's corns. Yeah, we don't don't explain. <laughs> You've already heard him, not only in this episode, but right throughout 2023. If it's not been here, it's been somewhere else. We've loved having him as a part of the coaches panel in 2023. You'll hear him lots next year and many more years to come. The Harry Sheasel of the fantasy footy community, the MVP himself, Mini Monk. How are you, my friend? It's the last pod you can say that, right? Yeah. Then he's yeah. no longer a rookie, and then I'm no longer a rookie. You'll hit the second year blues. So just watch yourself, mate. It oh, could, dear. It could go. Unless we go Clayton Oliver and we go for a second year breakout. That's okay. Boys, there's a ton of stuff I do want to get through with you. Of course, some Patreons have sent in their questions. If you want to become a Patreon during the off-season, the good news is there's plenty of exclusive content rolling for you until we get to January 1 and the 50 most relevant. All the details to join our Patreon supporter group you can find as a link in the description of this podcast. But like I said at the top of the episode, boys, nine games to go. Dream Teamers and Super Coaches, let's be honest, if you've got a trade left, <laughs> you're cert- not only are you certainly using it this week, but you probably don't have one. But anyway, what I wanted to do is kind of go game by game. And for coaches that either have trades, looking to place loopholes, a 23rd premium, a 24th option, there's lots of stuff. I'd love to break each game into four categories and get your advice on it. These are the categories I'd go for. A player in match by match that you really would like to buy, a player you're happy to trade into in whatever capacity it is. A keep option, someone that you're like, you know what, I've got someone in that this game I'm really happy to hold on to them. This matchup, something about them with these two teams I love. Then there's the sell, a guy that if you have the opportunity to move out of for whatever variable reason, whether it be to upgrade off, to get off the bad matchup, whatever it is. And then the last one is avoid. I think you could take that in two ways if you'd really like to. The avoid, where you'd hate to avoid coming up against him is a unique or the avoid of I want no part of having this player given the matchup. So maybe we'll go kind of matchup by matchup uh, or you know, game by game is probably a better way to say it. We'll start with you, Mini Monk, in the first game of the round, Friday night, Essendon Collingwood at the MCG. Give me your buy, your keep, your sell and avoid for fantasy footy in the final game 
or final round of 2023. I think there's one that a lot of coaches are, are buying up as a buy, and I think he's gone a bit under the radar this week. It's it's Josh Dacos. Mm. I'd really want to have a piece of him this week. If you're a draft owner and you've got a grand final and you've got Josh Dacos and you, you're laughing, it's a good matchup. A keep, you know, keep it simple. Someone like Zach Merritt. Nice and simple. A sell, Darcy Cameron. Ooh. Cox back in, bad matchup against Draper. Could be looking to move him on. And an avoid, like if you don't want to go in unique, I, I say avoid Jordan Degoe. Okay. Nice. Uh, we'll always, Rids, you'll get the next game, but a right of reply, anything you'd like to challenge, correct, or add on with those players shared by Minimunk? No, I think they're all um, pretty much, they're all right on the money. So, right. I mean, I'd probably um, say Parrish over Zach Merritt only sure. because Zach Merritt's just, yeah, he's been an absolute superstar for so long and... I don't know. I just, I just feel like Darcy Parrish has that really big game, you know, massive, and there's a lot right in this game for him. That's the oh, only yeah. one I would probably throw on. Oh yeah, there, there's either an extra year in a contract or uh, an extra fifty or a hundred k from an opponent uh, that might be coming his way. So I think that's a good shout. Let's go. Staying at the MCG, but the first Saturday afternoon game. Hawthorne at home against Fremantle. Rids, your buy, your keep, your sell, and your avoid. So the buy's obvious, Rodeo. It's Mr. Ryan and the Fremantle back line. I think it's pretty much he's he's coming um fast in the group think of the world. Mm-hmm. Um like he's becoming very popular let's just say that yep. so what was the second one keep uh, the keep yeah so you've already got someone in this yeah. match yep who are you hoping to hold on to i'd probably want to keep james sicily believe it or not in this matchup yeah. i i don't want to buy into him but i don't want to trade out of him so let's just keep him all right the sell the avoid. is interesting oh, avoid or sell go whichever you like no i want to go the avoid he's building tension because really this one flips into the cell Ooh. The person you want to avoid is Finn McGuinness. Like, <laughs> like, really? Like, I, like for the life of me, I really don't know who it is. It's Brayshaw. It's Sarong. You know, it's one of them. Mm. I think I'm leaning towards Sarong only because Sarong's been proven to be, um, well, I wouldn't say he's um, like dodgy to a more, tag. More but... impacted. I think he's actually the fact that he can be tagged means that he's not getting the ball to his teammates as well. Sure. I do think that actually makes a lot of sense to me to tag someone in the coalface. And we saw Finn McGuinness go two weeks ago to Libba. And then last week he went to Oliver. Mm. He's the guy that I think he's probably going to because that's part of what Hawthorne is doing is educating him to do that sort of role against that inside mid. Yep, that's fair enough. So your sell then? So the sell is Caleb Sarong. Yep. Um, and, I mean, there is a caveat. I It could easily be Brayshaw. It could <laughs> easily be anyone who absolutely starts on fire. But this guy... Is the real deal, yeah, yeah. Finn McGuinness. So yeah. we just got to be very, very, very wary 
whenever you're playing Hawthorne from now on. It certainly seems that way. Any challenges or right of replies, Mini Monk, before we move to the next game? I might also throw up and consider Hayden Young as a buy for last round. Because if Sarong or Brayshaw is going to get the tag, there's someone that's going to need to step up in that midfield. And if it's a contested game, it's going to be Sarong. He's been building his score the last few weeks on tackles. And I I have a feeling that both these teams are going to go at it hard for a round 24 showdown. All right, fair enough too. Let's head to the next of our Saturday games, North Melbourne versus Gold Coast. Mini Monk, you know the four categories by now, my friend. Buy, keep, sell, avoid. Walk us through who you got. I mean, are we going to go into the round 24 and have a bit of fun? Let's trade in the namesake, Harry Sheasel. Yes! Harry Sheasel is a buy. Good man. With no Jack Zebel in that team and with no Luke McDonald in mm-hmm. that team either, he should have an absolute field day. Yeah. I think the keep for this game, I'm, I'm going to say Nor Anderson. I like that. Nor Anderson is a keep. A sell for this game? Hmm. I think it's the trickier one. Let's go. Oh, I, I got the easy one. LDU. Not playing. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. And, and the it's avoid, fine. Taron Thomas. Yeah, okay. All right. Some good names there. Rids, challenge, right of reply, something he's missed. No, I would also throw out the same lines. Sell Jack Siebel, please, people that bought into yeah. him last week. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shout. It's fair enough, too. Brisbane and St Kilda Rids, talk us through right at the top of the tree. Who you buying into, mate? I'm going to buy into, but only because I like him, okay? This is and that's Wanganeen Malera. Oh, okay. You'll get your turn, Mini Monk. Don't worry. All right. Why, why, why NVM? I just like the way he plays. I just like, I don't know, I like watching the guys I own in fantasy uh, at times. We've said this for years, yeah? You just buy into people that you like to watch. Hmm. This guy is so silky. He uses the ball well. He gets all the kick-ins these days. Like, he's just a nice guy to actually own. And he's a good young talent. And what it does do is... By having that one game of watching him live whilst you're owning him, it gives you a bit of perspective whether you want to buy into him next year or the year after as a fantasy player. No, it's very, very true. Look, if it wasn't for Nick Dacos's dominant year this year as a second-year player, I think we'd all be falling over ourselves at just how good the elevation of of Naziah has been this year. It's been fantastic. All, All right, Ritz, who are you keeping? in this matchup of Brisbane and St Kilda? I'm going to keep Jack still. Um, nice. I, I don't want to trade out of him, mm. but I don't want to trade into him. <laughs> it's a really tough matchup to really look at. So I want to keep him. Yep, I like it. And then you sell and avoids for this matchup. Okay, this is going to be a controversial sell. Oh, I love these. Okay. Good setup. But it's going to be Rowan Marshall. Oh, okay. I hate that matchup for Rucks. I really do. But now that Jack Hayes is in there, there is real potential that we could see Rowan Marshall end in a vest. We could see Mm -hmm. him manage throughout the game for large chunks. Yep. 
because they do have finals waited in a week's time, like in two weeks' time. Like, so if we didn't have that break next week, mm. there's a fair chance Rowan Marshall might not even be playing this game of football. That's how important he is to St Kilda. I agree with that. Well, we've seen that with Max King not playing um, this week for that exact reason. So that makes sense. So who's your sell then? Ritz or avoid? You've my, just told me yourself. My, Who's your avoid? My avoid is Kitty Coleman. Mm. Now, this might be a little bit controversial. <laughs> Many okay. mugs going to have a load. Here we go. Yep. Because he just is the type of guy that really, really, every time I buy into this guy, and I love him. You know that I yes. bought into him last year. He was a great buy at the time, and he actually went well. Yep. But every time I seem to actually jump in on this guy, it always ends up in flames. He always gets subbed out of a game or something happens or he limps off. Hmm. And for those people who have owned him, I have never seen a guy seem to cop a knock to his knees, then he limps <laughs> off the ground at some stage through the game, as much as Kitty Coleman. It looks like he's done a hammy for the whole game. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's just a very awkward sit and watch candidate. Understandable. All right, Mini Monkey, you, you've not scoffed, but you've reacted a couple of times, hoping for some names or some names said. What's your challenge or right of reply on any of those two teams that we've just walked through then? My right of reply would be that my buy would have been Kitty Coleman. Oh, okay. Talk us through that because I, I agree with Rids in, in a concept, but I, I think I know where you're heading. So talk us through why it could be an avoid and a buy all at the same time. The really good thing about Kitty is he has actually got quite a good ceiling, especially at the price tag that he's at. Sure. And that he plays fairly early on in the round as well, which yep. is a nice thing to have if you're wanting to be able to loop him at, say, D7 or if you've copped a Doherty and you're wanting to open up a bit of cash for your second trade as well. He comes up against, you know, the best matchup for people playing off the halfback flank this week. Yep. And he is the one who's getting the distribution role with no rich in the team. Yep. Devastated. No Harris Andrews mentioned from either of you boys, but that's fine. I'll just sit on my own a little with him. Uh, talk us through the cats and the doggies, Mini Monk. You know the four... The buy, the keep, the sell, the avoid. This is an interesting game for me. It feels like a lot of people will be putting a captaincy or a vice captaincy play in this matchup. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a tricky one. This is a very tricky one. Let's let's go. Let's go for a bit of fun with the buy. Let's buy. Oh, Jack Bowes. Wow. No Mitch Duncan in the team. Yeah. No Mitch Duncan in the team. Coming up against the dogs at a friendly matchup down at GMHBA. Yeah. And I reckon the Cats will play a bit of chip to chip. Yep. Sub 500k defender. In AF, yeah. Has the potential to go 100. Yep. Yeah. Don't mind a bit of that. Okay. Nice. Sell, take your pick between McRae and Bailey Smith. A dog's forward, sure. Yep. Yeah, dog's forward. Keep Tom Stewart. Amazing matchup Ever on reliable. paper, isn't it? Amazing matchup, Ever amazing location, everything. Yes, yes, yes. And I think the avoid is Adam Trelaw. Oh, okay. I've heard a lot of 
you know, scuttlebutt in the community that this is the week you want to trade into Trelaw, why are you thinking it might be the week to avoid? I just have this feeling that Chris Scott might just see what he can get out of Mark O'Connor as a tagging, mm-hmm. as a tagging role this week. And if you're going to tag someone in that midfield, tag the player that went off the chain and that you can tag. And yes. that's Adam Trelaw. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's fair, Rids. Any reflections or right of reply you'd like to have a go on those teams? I'm thinking Libba would be the guy that would be susceptible to a tag this week. Yeah, it's very yeah. possible. We saw that the other week before he was um we went out injured with the concussion. Absolutely. But I've got the fun game next, so I don't want to dwell. I want to get to the fun game. (laughs) All right. Adelaide and West Coast, Rids. We'll work it through line by line. I think a lot of teams' success in the round is going to depend on a couple of players in this one. So who are you buying into? This one is very obvious. It's Shannon Hearn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I know that there's a lot of hype, a lot of group think around Tex Walker and sure. like really it has to be radio, but I think Shannon Hearn is the the real one here. Mm-hmm. There is every chance that Tex kicks ten goals and scores one hundred and sixty points this game again. And yes. Shannon Hearn still outscores him by twenty points. That's how much ball <laughs> he's going to see in that back line. Yep, yeah. I agree. And and again, the beauty of a DPP, like again for AFL fantasy, I think there's maybe less than 10,000 between them too. So if you've got a Sheasel type in the back line, it's a very easy play or a Zeeble or something like that. So, yep, I don't mind that as a shout. Talk me through who you're keeping in this matchup, Rids. I'm keeping Matt Crouch. And I might have mentioned his name a few weeks ago before he became a thing. Mm-hmm. But he's actually been very good. Very good. So I want to keep him because... I I tend to be thinking that Dawson's going to be pushing back a little bit more than okay. playing midfield. Okay. And I think Matt Crouch is going to see a lot of ball and he's got a bit of a point to prove. Yeah, much like who you talked about Darcy Parrish where he's uh, you know as a, a free agent opportunity for contracts, multiple clubs chasing him. I I think that's a fair shout. Sell. Who are you selling in this matchup? I think I'm selling Liam Duggan. Yeah. Is that Hearn affected? Yeah. I just think everything's going to go through Hearn this game. Like, it's his last game. He's a club legend. Like, they're just going to go through him. They're going to send him on his way. You know what I mean? Yep. And then who are you avoiding in this matchup? I'm going to avoid the... Worst running gate in the AFL called Riley O'Brien <laughs> in this game. It's a fair shout. Yeah. It's a fair shout. The running gate or just in general? <laughs> oh, both. Okay, both. All right. I like that. Mini Monk, any thoughts as on As much this? as I like, oh, I was just going to explain Rob. Yeah, okay? please do. Yeah. I've owned him in the preview him years gone by and everything yes. else. He's just an ugly guy to own, right? You never feel confident, he, he, do you? 
Well, you're a supporter. You're an Adelaide's Crow supporter. How yes. much does it frustrate you to see him get his hands on a mark and hold it for three quarters of the amount of required time just to let it go? Like He's a very almost guy a lot of the time. There are moments where it I all think- comes together beautifully, but he's a lot of almost with Rob. And I think um, Bailey Williams will jump all over him as well. And, mm. like, I just don't know whether this is as friend. I know that the um, Rucks is a very friendly against West Coast. Yes. But for O'Reilly O'Brien type, I just don't, I don't know, I just don't see it. Yeah, no Thilthorpe in this game. So definitely it seems like the club will uh, very happy to let him ruck around the game, that's for sure. So, yep, I don't mind that shout. Uh, a right of reply on those matchups or thoughts there, Mini Monk? Yeah, I think I agree with uh, the buy. I, I would also throw texts into there, as, as Rids talked about, but I think that Hearn is a fine option as well. Both are very similarly priced. I do really like Crouch for this matchup as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I throw him into the kids. For the sales, I'd, I'd consider selling Tim Kelly if you're an owner. Mm. Yep. Yeah, the Crows if the Eagles are going to play too. Yeah. If the Crows are going to be bombing it forward for Tex and the Eagles are going to be playing chip to chip in the back line, there's not going to be much inside ball for someone like Tim Kelly. No, that's that's a good shout. And Tim's been from a draft perspective, fantastic return for for people mm. this year. He's definitely been probably the most reliable Eagle that we've been able to have so far this year. Port and Richmond Mini Monk is a is a, a fascinating game that we'll get to. Um, what's going to happen with these guys? Early game, interesting mm. spots. Port a terrible matchup on paper for Richmond players, but by then we'll mostly mm. know the shape of the eight, especially if Brisbane win. What is your players you'd like to talk us through. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I might start with the sell on this one because I think this is the easiest sell of the week if you have the option. Okay. It's Jaden Short. Yeah. If you own Jaden Short, you are getting off ASAP. It's not a pretty matchup. I think the buy from this one is probably Zach Butters if you don't own him. He's pushing for a Brownlow. He's in contention. He might just try and go out there and get another three-vote game and just have that fly in round 23, round 24 rather, to see if he can win it. Yes. I think the keep is Tim Taranto. Yeah, okay. He's not been great the last month, but he's not been that bad. And yes, Porter's a tough matchup, but he could still get a bit of ball and it'd be very hard to, to justify trading out of him. Yeah. And I think the avoid for this game, you know, let's just, just go nice and simple. I think it's avoid just any of the Ruckman in this game. Don't go near Nank. Don't go near Soldo. Don't go near Byzantini. Just don't go for a Ruckman. Yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty bruise-free game. 
It wouldn't shock me again. Like I said, by Sunday, I know a lot of people were hoping, certainly from an AFL and from a, a, a viewership perspective, were hoping it to be a really critically big one. But let's be honest, it all hangs on the final game of the year, that Carlton GWS game pretty mm. much tells us everything we need to know. Uh, Rids, a right of reply on uh, your Tigers and the pair. Anything you'd like to say about this game? I would probably say I would like to hold short. Okay. Okay. Because this is going to have a lot of ball down his end of the ground. Yep, that's a perspective. Yep. I would actually be almost interested in selling Toronto mm-hmm. for this matchup. Okay. Only because it creates a nice, unique head-to-head matchup. Because he is a hard sell. Like he is a hard trade, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you're going to, tra- he's not yeah. exactly flushed with cash. Uh, who are you trading into? La da la la la. It's it is a hard trade. <laughs> so. It would be nice, though, if you're in a grand final and your opponent's got Taranto, and if you've avoided a few of the bullets, let's say the Doherty's and a few others along the way, um, yeah, it would be a nice, probably interesting matchup to have a unique head-to-head because, really, he's not going to go... I don't see him going over 100. Sure. So, And he's definitely not going to go a monster 100. In this matchup, yeah, he did a 145 in AFL fantasy at the start of the year against Port Adelaide, but that was a very yeah, different. different team scenario, set of form mm-hmm. matchups. A lot yeah. of different variables there. I agree. So, you might remember MJ a couple of months, uh, probably eight weeks ago, mm-hmm. six weeks ago, I probably called out that Toronto shouldn't be a captain option anymore. Yeah, that was just Hopper after the, the team. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, this is even more so this week. I just don't see him as that. I don't think Richmond's going to have enough of the ball to actually give him enough plus sixes, and yep. there's not going to be many plus fours in this game. So it's a real, real tough matchup for him to score big. Yep. I'm interested on that. Like, there are some decent forwards available in that match that you might not own and in the coming couple of matchups. You've got a Butters and a Rosie again. I know a lot of people own them, but there are some that don't have that from a separation. Goulden, the same. A lot of people own him, but he's not everywhere, If you, especially if you're focused on league matchups. You've got a Canelio through there, and then you've got all the crazy uniques. Again, not saying Canelio is the player to trade into, but in terms of if you're trying to create some separation in your grand final league matchup, you can, as Rid said, trade out of Toronto and still have options uh, on those final six teams. Let's get to the second last game of the round. At the SCG, Sydney and the Ds. Who you got for us first? Rids, this is all you, buddy. This is you, mate. He's too busy fixing his hair. Come on, PB. <laughs> Give us your best. Oh, me? Yes, you, mate. Didn't I just go with Port and... Oh, no, I didn't. I just... No. um Yes. No, you're right. You're 100% right. Sorry. No, I started fine. talking about as if I was answering Ter- the question all right. the first time. I don't mind it. 
Give us your personal best. Ah, uh, look, I'm ones. old. I forget stuff. Okay? That's fine. So, so what am I doing again? You're giving me <laughs> uh, in the Sydney and Melbourne game. If you could buy yeah. anyone, who are you buying? Max Gorn. Talk me next. through that one. Okay, yeah, it's on. No, no need to. Just go next. Okay. It's Max Gorn. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. And is that your Marshall trade? Is that what you're thinking, Ritz? If you are trading out of Rowan? Yeah, yes. I, okay. I reckon I am. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm getting to this end of the season with Ritz. All right. Uh, who are you keeping from this matchup? Uh, Oliver. Good. I like that. Don't mind it. Who are you selling? But it, and don't, don't forget, like, especially in AFL Fantasy, okay, people would have bought into Oliver last week. Copped the 60. Um, and then copped 60. So they would be very much contemplating trading out of him. But so, surely they knew the tag was coming from Finn. I mean, surely. Like, I, I know you could argue something else, but surely. Like, so let's just say AFL Fantasy, okay, yes. because... It's a long hold if you held him in any of the other formats, oh, okay? But I think a lot of people traded after the the last four weeks, didn't they? might have held him for the six to seven weeks, but the last four weeks they definitely jumped off. But I saw this um, group think started to pick up momentum halfway through last week where people were trying to find other options besides Oliver to be tagged in that matchup. Hmm. It, it just and I've saw Trent Rivers mentioned. I saw Christian Salem mentioned. I saw wow. there's a whole heap of stuff. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just the obvious. Yeah. Yep. He went to Liba the week before, who was the guy that was inside. He was always the most important Melbourne player outside of Petrarca, mm-hmm. who's playing deep forward at the moment. Like it just had to be either Oliver or Viney. Yes, it? it couldn't be anyone else. I totally agree. And again, no disrespect to Jack Viney, but Clayton's the guy you, you're going to have a crack at trying to shut down. So uh, I think that's fair. Who In is... a perfect world, it also gives Sam Mitchell a chance to mm. see what Finn McGuinness can do against the Clary Oliver type as well. Mm. Yeah, because he is a very different inside ball compared to some of the others. Like what he can do on the outside and his spread is, he's incredible to watch live, what he does around the ground. I agree with that, mate. Who are you selling in this matchup? This one's interesting to me. Petrarca. Mm. Yeah. I'm selling Petrarca. I've just about had enough of Petrarca. There is, I, if, like, seriously, like, I mean, the guy is one of the greatest players, but if he doesn't have that predominant midfield pushing forward, mm. he's starting deeper forward, pushing into the midfield at times. It's, it's a very awkward one, and we all know that it's not the way it really works for him. Mm. He, he's not the type... And this is what I was saying a couple of months ago was people were saying that he should be playing as a forward mm. to try and at the time Melbourne were having um, struggles with goals, if you yes, remember. I do. Um, and people were saying he's here, but he doesn't actually kick his goals doing that sort of role. It's how he works into the forward line and finding space. And that's how he actually kicks his goals. Mm. It, it just never really aligned. 
And so, yeah, I'll be selling out of him. And the other one you really need to sell, if you still own him, I do apologize. And that's Kayla Mills. Kayla Mills. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's he a painful is, hold. It, well, it's a painful hold. But the thing is, he's playing such an important role team for role. his team. Last week, he played against Jordan Dawson. Yep. And then in the last quarter and a half, he sat on a wing and then just rotated back. <laughs> it was just ridiculous, totally selfless. Um, and really, the Swans won the game pretty much because of him. Yep, he was really important. I'm keen, and I know Mini Monk's got a writer reply. There's two players you mentioned there I'm keen on, and it's with a 2024 lens on it. Petrarca, mm. the question is this. In your eyes, Ritz, has he done enough in this back third to half of the year to gain forward status? Oh, geez, he must be close. Mm. He has to be close. I think so too. I, I have a feeling this is going to be a finals type Situation. Yeah, I do too. Similar yeah. to Bailey Smith, where he might play in the midfield in the finals that Melbourne play and lose it because of that. Mm, I have that. You look at the well. names, MJ, that we're losing oh, the forward cool, status, yeah. you know? So CD is likely maybe even to push it towards him just so they've got a something bigger names. Well, we've yeah. basically lost the top 10 forwards across the formats this year by by total points and by averages. For the most part, there's one or two exceptions that I, I'm not saying he's a top 10 forward this year, but someone like a Bailey Smith I'm, I'm forecasting will hold forward status. But a lot Jack of the- Jack McRae might. Jack McRae might. But Taranto, Goulden, Butters, Rosie, uh, all the- Cornelio, all the guys are at the top of the tree. Sheasel, we're saying farewell to in our forward line. So it's an interesting one. And then the last one for 2024, and then I know Mini Monk's got some stuff on this game and some other thoughts. Callum Mills for 2024. A lot of early reflection of him as a super relevant guy in 2024. I've had a lot of people messaging me directly and through the coaches panel going, MJ's got to be high on the 50 most relevant, surely. And in theory, it makes sense. But can you trust, it's early call reads, but can you trust that he's going to give you anything other than what he's been over this past month in 2024? I'll be absolutely honest. You've just got to put a line through him, McKay, mm. because the fact of the matter is the guy is so selfless. Yeah. He does everything for his team to win a game of football. Yeah. He, he doesn't. You know, there's that saying that I hate, that um, thirst saying. Um, <laughs> like, the thing is, That's... okay, he doesn't have it. His thirst is for the W, for the Swans to win the game of football, not for the ball. Yeah. And I would want to see him have that sort of thirst for the ball in a season proper game. Sure. Yep. Before That's... I go getting him. And I'm not saying... Like just neglected. I just want to see it before I believe it. With um four points on the line. Sure, that's fair enough. And he's not going to go up massive price. Okay, Early after dived. round one. Yeah. Or round two. So you could still buy into him. Certainly. That's, that's where I would be leaning towards right, right now. Fair enough. And again, 
It's at the end of August and we're talking about decisions in March. So I know it's dangerous, but you know, what I do always appreciate you about you, Rids, is you you don't do a full me and you don't sit on the fence. So I appreciate that. Mini Monk, a right of reply on any of the that matchup and any of the things we just mentioned there about track or mills? No, I think that uh most of the points he's uh that Rids has made are pretty spot on, but I, I would I wouldn't be so quick to write off Mills. Okay. He's going to be priced at 85 in Supercoach and 80 in AF and DT. Which so what, for a 30 player points of value, go, potentially? In, in upside, 30 yeah. points of value. Yeah, exactly. For a player that has done it as recently as the season before. Twice. And oh. we know that he can score that well if he has the role because we've seen it even during this season. Mm. And it's going to be about what the Swans do in the offseason because if they're targeting players like they're rumoured to be, like Ben Mackay, Mm. they're trying to bolster those defensive stocks. Chances are it might be what Mills needs to be able to get off the chain and be able to be that, you know, absolutely explosive inside mid that we know that he can be. All right, fair enough. Uh, last game of the round, Mini Monk. Take us home, and then I've got a couple of last questions for you boys before we wrap up the strategy roundtable for 2023. Carlton and GWS genuinely will shape the finals this matchup. Who are you buying in this game because it's fascinating to me who you'd want to trade into i'm buying Lockie whitfield oh okay talk me through I this one last week and i like it this week as well he's been looking really good he's been criminally underrated for the season that he's actually had fantasy wise mm. because of how good he has been in the past and because of the quality of defenders that we've had uh you know this year yes if we look at who we're actually going to lose for defender status for next season as well it's a chance that he's a d1 in a draft league next certainly. year with how well he's actually gone certainly if i if i'm keeping someone for this game it's nick newman mm. yep. it's got to be nick newman he's the, yep. he's one of the form players of the comp he looks fantastic Doherty out only selling. adds to that too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And speaking of Doherty, he's probably an easy one to say for a sell. Sure. I think an actually bolder one might be Stephen Canelio as a sell. I love that. Tough matchup. He's been okay without being exceptional the last few weeks. And so I just, I, I feel like you could try and get a differential that way. And if there's an avoid, it's George Hewitt. Yeah. You got Walsh coming back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what that mid was. It's got Chera coming back in. We got Walsh coming back in. He's the first man that's going to fall out of that midfield rotation. Just don't go there. Or well, at very least have his score heavily impacted um, from a, yeah, exactly. even if his rotation is not. That's a good shout. Rids, right of reply or something missing from Mini Monk in that game you'd like to add? No, I'm pretty much on them. Um, I would like to buy into Josh Kelly in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And one that I wouldn't mind exploring trading out of this game is Tom Green. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would, but I would explore. Yep. I think that's fair enough. We know Carlton are probably one of the hardest matchups from a midfield perspective rolling around. Again, Tom Green's done plenty this year to, to show that that means nothing to him, but I certainly quite like that. And I'm very happy you mentioned my boy, Josh Kelly. I think in the 10 games he's played against Carlton over his career, he's averaging 110. So I, I don't mind him as a shout. Mini Monk? Yeah, and I think that I think people might be confused. You're saying 
Carlton's a hard matchup for inside midfielders. Why are you saying buy into Josh Kelly? Hmm. It's because Josh Kelly isn't playing just as an inside midfielder. Correct. He is getting a lot of his ball on the outside. And part of the reason why I recommend buying into Lockie Whitfield is because that's where Carlton let their players score, their opposition score. It's yep. on the outside. It's on the 45s. It's on the plus sixes, which is what Kelly and Whitfield could do. It's good. Um, we'll wrap up the episode in um, a few minutes. Yeah, go, MJ, one more name that yes. I really want to think about. Yes. Is I actually think this game is set up for a Harry Himmelberg to oh. score pretty big. Yeah, that's true. So I think Buckley in... Taylor are going to take Kerno and McKay. Mm. I could see GWS putting a lot of speed on the ball at times. Yes. But I could also see them slowing it down and trying to keep the ball off Carlton at times. This yeah. is a very, very interesting game, this one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot on the line, not just from a fantasy destination with it being the final game of the year, but in, in a real-life football sense, so many things. This game is going to determine a lot of people's seasons. A couple of things I want to do, and then we're going to wrap up our roundtables for 2023. If you had to put the VC on someone this week, that Ooh. you were like, I could get one 60 plus out of him. The caveat is it's got to be a Saturday or a Friday night game because we know we've got those insurance policies of, of Sunday. And there are some decent options for C's for us on a Sunday. But if I, I'm looking for find me one or two guys that you go, MJ, I, I'd be I'd be relatively confident that a 160 is in this person's wheelhouse of tricks, regardless of the format. Who you got for me, Rids? That's got one sixty potentially written all over them. It's amazing how sometimes there's a few funny little two games in a game around the mm. football that are, that are at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And this week we find the best VC slash ZC options um, playing on the Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, it's and very that's Adelaide versus West Coast, and mm. we're talking about. Western Bulldogs playing against Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. So you can grab a number of num names out of that hat, yeah? True. You can go, I want to look at Laird. Yeah. I want to look at Tex. I want to look at English. I want to look at Bontempelli. I want to – it just doesn't stop. Yeah. Okay. But as I said before, if you are really down – and you really need an absolute Hail Mary. Yep. I think Shannon Hearn is every chance to be the biggest scorer out of that game. I do too. It's a good shout. Mini Monk, again, Saturday or Friday night, looking for a 160 and you'd feel pretty confident about it. Riz has basically monopolized Saturday night football. So try to maybe help us find something a little bit earlier in the round in case a coach does want to take a jump on some of those Saturday night games. I might try and just list off one one option from each of the other four games. It's Please. a little bit unique to go for. Okay. Collingwood versus Essendon. If you're going to go for him and you're going to go wild, I think Josh Dacos is actually a very sneaky VC option. Mm, I like it. Hawthorne v Fremantle. I would I would consider taking the punt on Andrew Brayshaw. Mm. 
Yeah. Hawthorne, I believe, is a really good team for him for matchups and he can run and find space and he'll run back to get a lot of plus sixes as well. So I wouldn't mind that. Yep. North versus Gold Coast. You want to have some fun? VC Harry Sheasel. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the last game, uh, last of those four, Brisbane versus St. Kilda. I think this is the, this might be the hardest one to pick a VC from. But then you've got to go for the person who's had the ceiling before. It's Josh Dunkley. Yeah. If you're looking for a VC option, those are the four I'd look at in those four games. All right. Fair enough. And then, boys, one last question uh, for you. Uh, For coaches that are in their final weekend, rankings is the focus. What's one last bit of advice you give them? We know it's very much, it's only a handful of coaches now across the formats. It's it's dozens of coaches total across all three coaches that could genuinely claim they're a, a live chance at winning the grand prize of Dream Team, Super Coach, or AFL Fantasy. For the rare few that are there, I know, Rids, you've been there in one Dream Team just a few years ago, and Mini Monk, you've been inches away from winning multiple of these formats as well. What's some advice you'd give coaches as they enter into this final week of fantasy footy, as they hope to lift up the cup and be the number one player in that rank and in that format for the season? Mini Monk? Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the last week. Explore the opportunities. And try and have some good memories about being there because, yeah, I was second last year in Dream Team. Yeah. I was close to winning it, but I enjoyed every second of it, even though I didn't end up winning. So it's a good it's a good opportunity just to take as much out of it as you can. Some good advice, Rids. What about for you, man, for a coach that's trying to win it all and is a genuine live chance? What's some advice as they head into the final nine games of the year? I know there's a lot of... Um like a large percentage of the community these days that don't actually watch the game and they watch the score. Yep. Um, that leads, that's okay. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's the new age coach that does that. It's cool. Not a problem. Um, but the problem is that it often leads to many highs and lows throughout the game and yeah. throughout the quarter like if your man doesn't score for 10 minutes, <laughs> you know, you start getting nervous, yeah? Oh, yeah. But the fact is, if you're not watching the game, he might be stuck on the bench and the ball might have been on the other side of the ground. 100%. Just take a bit of time, have a mental health round. That That's hard to do, I know, but the hard work's done. All you yeah. got to do is switch on for five minutes before the games just to make sure that there's no laid outs along the way and give yourself a mental health break Mm. because this game is bloody hard work, especially following it with the scores through nine games of a round for 24 rounds of a year. (laughs) Yep. You know, and you think about someone like our mate, Matty Mottramico, who's been in contention for two years in a row. That's a lot of mental stress mm-hmm. you know sometimes you need to just check out go watch a game of football and forget the scores just do yourself a favor go for a walk go yeah, spend time with the family what will be will be yeah yep you've already done the trades you can't you know you're not out there taking marks and kicking the ball for these guys and making hmm. tackles 
you don't have to live like you are. Yep. That's my number one, number one massive, massive rule. Yep. Is so, just take a bit of pressure off yourself. Some really good advice from both of you guys. Again, maybe for some that wasn't what they think was coming from you both, but I think it's some beautiful thoughts from you. Uh, we'll wrap up the episode in just a moment. If maybe you're wondering, well, what's next for the coaches panel? What's to come? Here's the thing. Over the next couple of weeks, uh, you get a wrap-up podcast where we'll kind of look club by club at 2023 and give you kind of our 2023 fantasy footy awards and you'll even pick up some nuggets about who we might be looking at for 2024 that's to come over the next couple of weeks uh, louis is going to be back on one of the episodes soon he's got a way too early 2024 cash cow watch list he has been dying to do this episode for you and we can't wait for you to share that and rids you might remember a couple of weeks ago uh, when we had maddie mottram on alluded to the fact that not only is matt going to be part of the coaches panel in 2024 but he's been working behind the scenes with a number of coaches afl fantasy specifically and we'll have a real deep dive not so much of a 2023 in review but rather kind of drawing out some of the learnings of how to maximize playing the game a lot of old school DTs and old school super coaches that have picked up AFL fantasy over the last year, two or three have recognized it's a very, very different game needs to be played a different way. And maybe you've just had a rubbish couple of seasons in AF and feel like, man, am I doing this wrong? Rids has got a great conversation that's going to happen with some very successful fantasy coaches that's going to help you. That is coming for everyone in the fantasy community. If you keep listening to this podcast and you get this off your podcast stream, wherever you listen, you'll get those. For our Patreons in October and November, Kane will be back on the podcast with myself and we're going to give you our top 50 keeper ranks tier by tier so if you're a keeper league coach you'll get an episode every single week that will be coming for patreons and spotify podcast subscribers only so if you are a keeper league coach you do not want to miss those and then by then my friends it's december what's coming in december we're going to start talking positions prices as things start landing and then very very quickly from january 1 we're back with the 50 most relevant, who I think are the most relevant players across all of your fantasy footy season. You will get daily episodes, articles, and maybe some videos rolling through. And we have only just kick-started the 2024 preseason. So plenty to make sure you stick around over the next couple of weeks and months as we help you reflect on the year that's been, learn how to improve in 2024, and then to start casting your eye to the year that is ahead. Rids, my friend, it has been a pleasure for uh, what will be next year, our 10th year as the coaches panel. Uh, can and you believe that? what a way to celebrate, yeah? Yeah. We're splitting it into AF and Supercoach separate pods. In the like, season, yeah. This is going to be a bit bit of a fun time next year, I reckon. Looking forward to it. And the good news is it'll all come through this same feed, so you're not going to have to subscribe or go off somewhere else. So some of the names you've known and loved over the past 10 years, you're going to continue to see them, and there'll be some new voices. Maybe you've heard and seen them around the community. You'll see them come through the coaches panel next year because you are going to get more podcasts from us than ever before, and you'll even get videos from us next year and we might even just keep writing articles because you know what why the heck not we'll keep them going but rids as always mate a pleasure to do another fantasy season with you my friend i'm going to leave you on this 
point of gold. Yes. Okay. And this is what you're going to look for coming up. Okay. Now, all the old-time dream teamers out there and everything else that are trying to play AFL Fantasy, hmm. I'm just going to sum it up in two lines. This is good. Okay. RDT, dream team, rewards, uniqueness, and patience. Mm. AF actually punishes it. Okay. Mm. And I'll explain that further later. Oh, okay. That sounds like a podcast in and of itself. Looking forward to hearing that. Uh, Mini Monk, you've been a long time follower of the coaches panel. It has been an absolute privilege of ours to have you join the team officially this year. We joke about you being the Harry Sheasel of the fantasy footy community, but it's actually genuinely true. You have helped not just thousands of coaches that have listened to the coaches panel with you this year, but you've been very, very generous with your time with a lot of other content creators. You're a phenomenal human being. We love having you a part of the team and we want to thank you for your advice that you've given thousands upon thousands of coaches this year, mate. Well done. It's been Wonderful to be able to share a lot of the experiences that I've had last year as well as this year and a lot of the learnings. I'll be continuing to do that. I'll put out some more writing over the off season to keep myself occupied when we're not doing too many podcasts and I'll be <laughs> back and ready to go for 2024 with some more content with uh, with you guys. Absolutely. And and lastly, to everybody that's a part of the coaches panel, there there is like a dozen of team members that many of them you don't see or hear them on the podcast. A lot of them are working behind the scenes, supporting on the website, supporting on our social media, uh, supporting and sharing information with our Patreons. There is an absolute ton of them. Jimmy, Fish, Ben, Jordox, Louie. I'm going to forget names here. I'm going to get in so much trouble with them when they get involved with that. Matt, uh, who else am I forgetting on here? Please feel, let me know. Shout out. Tim, how could I forget him? The Fox. Yes, he, he, you don't hear him very often, but he still slides in every now and again to be able to help us out. Uh, if I have forgotten your name, uh, please forgive me if you are a part of the team. There is a team of absolute superstars that help us create this podcast, articles, and, and the social media content. But really, the biggest thank you is to you. Thank you every single week for listening, for subscribing, for following along the journey. We hope it's helped made your 2024 season absolute fantastic is where it'll be next year. And if it's 2023 has been not so great, we'll get you to a fantastic 2024. If it's been great this year, don't worry. We'll be right here for you with podcasts, articles, and plenty of social media content. So if to you listening, Thank you for supporting us, to our Patreons especially. You are the absolute legends that uh, help us do what we do every single week in the fantasy footy community. Good luck in round 24. Gosh, that feels weird saying 24. It's been 23 for so long. Good luck in round 24. We hope everything works out for you. And for the final time in 2023, from a strategy roundtable from us to you, good luck and we'll see you soon. 